0: No need to check your Apple Watch. It's time for Where the Money Is. Morning, everybody. It is a tech edition of Where the Money Is on this Friday. I am Sean O'Reilly here with the one and only Nathan Hamilton. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the introduction. No problem. Yeah. And uh, just to clarify, neither of us has an Apple Watch yet, so sorry. Yeah, we're <laughs> not that important. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so first up, and uh, it's about you know for our listeners, it's about a fifty percent Apple discussion day. I'd say maybe a little of yeah, Amazon. we've got maybe a little bit uh, Twitter sprinkled in there. Yeah, two thirds talking some Apple quotes, some Amazon quotes. Um, first up, we've got Nancy Paxton over at Apple Investor Relations talking
1: about how they're going to start breaking up Apple's results geographically. Correct. Why are they doing this? Well, they're providing more detail, and and specifically here's the quote, and it says. Beginning in Q1 2015, we'll be including the results of our retail stores and the geographic segments where the stores are located. Now provide a consolidated view, performance that is consistent with the way that management measures the business. So why they're actually doing this, they wanna put the spotlight on where the revenue growth is. Now, of course, there's some in, in the US markets, but when Apple is, say, Trying to double their store count in China over the next two to three years, mm-hmm. they want to make sure that investors, you and I, everyone else that follows Apple, sees the results. Right. Do you think that
0: this they're doing this because they're anticipating just amazing results from these Chinese stores? That way, we can compare those results to the U.S. stores and be like, "Oh my gosh, Apple's killing it over there."
1: Yeah, I think they definitely want to show it. Um, you know, the results in, in China are pretty impressive. If you look at the iPhone, particularly. Um, this recent launch was actually the first time that they're launching with three of the major carriers in China. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not something that's happened previously. And When we see Apple unit sales for, um, for the iPhone consistently increasing, this is definitely a uh, pretty strong tailwind. Right, that's awesome. Um, can I ask, um, this is going back you know
0: ways, but when they came out with the first iPhone, I remember Steve Jobs at that talk talking about um, the carrier that I had chosen to just roll out, and as I recall, they just went
1: with AT&T. Why are they rolling these out in China with all three? Well, I mean, a, a lot of it just comes down to discussions and finally setting up the relationship. You know, you mentioned Apple originally going with AT&T. That was after one and a half years of Steve Jobs working with AT&T to get an exclusive contract for five years. Got it. So this stuff takes time. Right. And you know, the relationship with China, you know, some say it's positive, some say it's negative. No company really says, hey, we love China and we right. love working with the government. Um,
0: <laughs> so We love the Chinese government.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's understandable that these talks take some time. Mm-hmm. And now you know, it seems to be that some of the carriers there really can't ignore Apple, and right. they want them on the network because they know the the revenue. The that demand's is. obviously there for these yep. phones. Awesome. Okay, and uh, moving on, uh,
0: the Apple Watch. Uh, speaking to a Chinese newspaper, uh, Tim Cook had some interesting notes to say about that. What did he say? Yeah,
1: and this is actually um, after the after the company reported earnings, he spent about four days in China working with government regulators oh, and all the dignitaries. So. Um, It's definitely a a mission. This this. is
0: a big trend. I'm sorry to get sidetracked. We'll wrap around to uh, Apple Watch in a minute, but you obviously heard what uh, Zuckerberg did the other day over in China. What's that? He was at a university in Beijing, and obviously the Chinese government is banning Facebook right now because they want their own social media industries to grow on their own without any foreign competition. But he answered questions for about 30 minutes in Mandarin. Now oh, now, Ken, he has been teaching himself Chinese. He's been c- pulling uh, Chinese speaking employees into his office to uh, just get practice and obviously his wife's a Chinese American, so he wants in China, really. bad. yeah hey that is <laughs>
1: good. whatever can help. yeah, no,
0: and you're you're telling me about all these efforts that Tim Cook and Apple's making to get into China and you got one point three billion people they'd be idiots not to, but it's just interesting to me how these. Multi-billionaire tech CEOs are all learning Mandarin and going over there and all this stuff. So anyway, back to the Apple Watch.
1: I mean, they realize the potential, obviously. But yes, Tim Cook stated specifically, we are going to wonder how we ever lived without it, referring to the Apple Watch, and said that's the real test of a great product. You wonder how you lived without it before, and I think that's going to happen to the Apple Watch. Wow! How did I ever work out without my iPod? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing. People said that um, you know that necessarily wasn't the belief when Apple introduced the iPhone. Right. It was never like uh, the the expectation was never, hey, smartphones are going to be. You know, 90, 95% right. of all unit sales in five years. Nobody predicted that. Right. And now
0: we're talking about them selling tens of millions of these six to $800 phones. Potentially. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean,
1: there's some questions out there. There's, there's always naysayers. There's also people that have good points as to whether the watch will sell or not. Um, some analysts estimates put it around 30 million unit sales within the first year. Right. Ultimately, we'll see what happens. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you know, due to the brand cachet of, of Apple, and even just the the nature of the watch, that it does well. Sell
0: that plus, well. I was, I felt my guts just telling me the price point is pretty reasonable given what you're getting.
1: Yeah, I yeah. was like,
0: oh man, it's gonna be like a thousand dollars or something. Three, well, the, dollars. There like?
1: are models that that could go higher. Oh geez, the yeah, solid because, gold ones. No. Yes, because <laughs> you've got uh, you've got the the gold edition, which some have estimated. Nobody knows, but some have estimated could be around $10,000 for the watch. Um, you know, a lot of people like to throw around numbers. I'm of, not a Kardashian or a member of the Hilton yeah. family, so I probably won't worry about that. Even then, that might be cheap for them. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. We'll see, I mean, ultimately, I think the thing to pay attention to is what the actual adoption is right. as the device comes out. Um, that'll be the most important thing. If adoption is strong, which Tim Cook seems to think is the case, yeah, then I, I think we have a pretty good product on Awesome. Very cool. Well, taking a step back from Apple,
0: we're going to move over to Amazon, and as our viewers and listeners are probably aware by now, uh, they had kind of a rough quarter, depending on how you look at it. Um, stock was down a little bit, but uh, the CFO in the earnings call yesterday had a very
1: interesting comment about return on capital that you wanted to bring to everybody's yeah. attention. Now, not a particularly exciting numbers quote, but I I think it does give some indication of what investors should pay attention to. And specifically, the CFO says return on invested capital in the quarter was 6%, up from 3%. That's, you know, double. Yeah, I mean, it's a doubling. Now, here's the thing to pay attention to you compare Amazon to other retailers. Mm -hmm. So, say we look at Walmart or say we look at Target. Walmart has generated roughly about five percent cash flow of five percent of revenue target is around two to three percent historically over the last few years mm-hmm. and these are companies that are growing you know one two three percent year over year amazon is still getting high teens growth right. and you know the sort of the the benchmark which people talk about a lot of times with amazon is hey or they 20 percent plus growth right. um you know, in the future with their guidance they're kind of straddling that range i think mm-hmm. it was I can't remember the exact, but it might have been around high teens to low 20s in terms of percentage growth for the holiday season. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so with these return on invested capital
0: numbers, um, do you think the argument may be made that maybe um, just given the cost of capital for their equity and everything, that they should maybe take out a little bit of debt given where interest rates are or anything like that? Have you ever
1: considered that, seen that discussed at all? I haven't particularly seen that discussed, but we look at it this way. They burned through about $800, $900 million worth of cash Mm -hmm. in the most recent quarter. Um, Ultimately, they want to focus on cash flow, and they do have that turning positive and increasing over time as well. So, you know, it's tough to say if they would take out debt, but it seems to be that they will run the company out of losses in the near term, which it seems like since 1996, 1997 S1 letter. Yeah, still I, was, the case, so. I was reading that article, <laughs> yeah. and you know, this is what, 23, 24 years ago now, but they were very upfront with, yeah, we're going to keep yeah. losing money. And, it, you know, here's <laughs> the thing, if you're able to get 20% growth out of it pretty consistently, right. maybe that will slow down, and that's why the stock is taking a hit, as mm-hmm. we see today. So,
0: Yeah, very good. Um, next up, we've got a user question from Reggie C., And it reads, uh, what do you see as the key drivers and areas that are
1: important for Facebook throughout 2014? So I'll tell you areas not to focus on and also give you one or two areas to focus on. Okay. So the headline will always get the monthly active users. They'll talk about WhatsApp, they'll talk about Instagram. But really what I want to pay attention to is what is mobile share going to be for revenue. And what are happening, or what's happening with video ads? And how have they been doing on these metrics? Very well. So, okay. and that's why it's important. Um, you know, mobile percent of revenue will will definitely get the marquee. You know, sort of headlining, um, headlining star. But you know, if we look at last quarter, it was sixty-two percent of revenue came from mobile advertising, and that was a growth rate of one hundred and fifty-one percent from the previous quarter. Yeah. So. The I know. I was
0: year's quarter. The yeah, same. Qu- okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Year over year. Um, now I know investors are going to want to see that number probably increase some more mm-hmm. um, as you start to see it slow. You know, maybe maybe there could be uh, you know some some people looking at it as a, not a positive, but ultimately it's moving in the right direction and investors will want to pay attention to it. And what can drive that further is going to be potentially video ads because Facebook is charging you know sometimes around a million dollars for a video ad. So. It's not like um, you or I being able to go out there, and hey, I want to pr- promote my small business. They want to make sure that users are engaged and the way to do that, charge a boatload of money for, for video right. ads. Awesome, yeah. very good. And uh,
0: before we finish up here, we've got a uh, funny random event, I guess. We do.
1: Somebody just tweeted for the first time. Yeah, speaking of social media, so the one and only Royal Queen herself, I'm sure we have the, some royal. The English out there. monarchy has come a long way. Yes. So I wish it was more of an exciting tweet, you know, not like the CIA is where they put out the right. first one, but the queen herself stated on Twitter for the first time, "It is a pleasure to open the Information Age exhibition today at the Science Museum, and I hope people will enjoy visiting." Elizabeth R. I feel like that was written for. Her. Yeah. I feel like it was almost uh how my mom would send me a text message and sign it every
0: time. (laughs) That sounds like the opening to, like, a science expo in London 100 years ago. It's like, oh, I'm proud to announce, oh, go see this crazy electrical device or something. Anyway, People love the royals. Yep. I I hope people don't start wearing, like, bonnets and just English stuff on Twitter Mm -hmm. because of this and all that. But anyway, very good. Well, that is it for us, folks. For uh, Nathan Hamilton and I am Sean O'Reilly, thanks for listening and Fool on.